It's never too late to focus on your social media and marketing strategies. In DSO Connect's Marketing and Social Media Masterclass, Holly and Robin take you through a whole host of ideas to brand your business, build your online presence, and to nurture your customers, either current or potential. Give your studio a strong online presence that will grow your enrollment while cultivating your customers and community. For more information, go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Products tab where you'll find the Marketing and Social Media Masterclass, which includes an hour of amazing content plus a downloadable PDF workbook, and it's all just $27. Can't beat that. So again, go to dancestudioownerconnect.com and click on the Products tab for the Marketing and Social Media Masterclass with Holly and Robin. Welcome to the GSO Connect podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Robin. How's it going, Robin? It's going good. I got my hair done today. So Yay. Yeah. There, there's nothing like a good hair day. It looks yep. great. Thanks. I am, <laughs> I am feeling a little better today. I'm trying to um, stay out of the news and keep my head in the right place and, <laughs> you know, stay positive and think about the, the little things, the little happy moments in life and not focus on, on the big troubles. So <laughs> on how the world's on fire. <laughs> I feel like um, it's really a discipline, you know, it, yeah. it's so easy to sink back into those things that make you comfortable. Um, whether it's like, oh, let me go get a gingerbread cookie and a pumpkin spice latte because that makes me feel comfortable for 15 minutes. And then you do that every day and then you put on 15 pounds. But, <laughs> um, whereas it's the same thing with the content we consume. Sometimes it makes me feel good in the moment to consume um, political new political content. And then, but at, by the end of the day, I'm just, it's, it wears on me mm-hmm. and it, it has an effect. So it's not worth the instant gratification right. in the long run. So I'm trying, but so it takes a lot of discipline to say, Nope, I'm going to listen to music or I'm going to go meditate instead of turning on that podcast or yeah. I think we have to make conscious choices throughout the day in order to keep ourselves sane. Yeah, it's such a hard balance between staying informed and staying sane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, sure Absolutely. So, Miss Robin, what are we talking about today? Well, I'm super excited for this interview. Today we have Kathy Jones, who is my dear friend, but also she is my office manager at EMC. And she and I have been work, we've known each other since 2003. So it's what, 17 years now we've known each other. Um, She is a rock star and a real kind of anchor at our studio. And she uh, runs our office. She does so many things that she's going to tell us about. And the reason I thought it would be really cool to do this interview is because I know that a lot of studio owners, especially when they're just getting started, get stuck in that little conundrum of, I I really need help, but I can't afford help. Mm -hmm. And we know, having been there, if you don't, you can't afford not to have the help. And once you can leap over that hurdle, then things just start to come together. And now it's like the help is actually 
helping you move the needle in so many areas of your business. So yeah, yeah. Um, I know for me, one of my concerns about hiring somebody to, to just be an administrative position was, is there enough work for them? Mm, yes. And so is. yes, there is. <laughs> so hello, Kathy, welcome. Hello. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Oh, thanks for having me. Kathy, have you ever listened to our podcast? Because you're not a studio owner, but I was wondering if you've ever heard the podcast. I have not. I have not. I, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> I think sometimes you listen, you hear me from the other room. And I you do. hear me um, recording and while you're doing your job on, on the other side of that wall. So. Yes. Yes. And she hears me talk about the DSO Connect ladies all the time. So she probably oh, yes. knows that she kind of knows you already. Oh, good. Right. <laughs> awesome. So I am interested to hear about how you two started working together. Because, Kathy, you were a, a dance mom first, right? I was a dance mom. Um, and, and we joined the studio. My daughter was, I think she was in fifth grade when we, um, when EMC came to New Freedom. And um, so we, we got sucked right in, loved the <laughs> studio, loved what it stood for. Um, it just felt really, it had a professional vibe. Um, and my daughter clicked instantly with the other dancers. And um, so that went on with me just being a dance mom for a couple of years. And um, then Robin approached me. I, I did have another job at the time, but if I felt like I was at the studio a lot, I believe I was homeschooling my daughter at that point, maybe. And um, so I was touching base with the studio during the day when not a lot of other people were around. And uh, Robin's previous office manager, I think she moved on. Was that Martha? Martha. Yeah. yeah. Martha. Martha. <laughs> so she, Martha got involved in her own thing and, and Robin needed someone to fill her shoes. Well, Martha was an instructor and she, she worked at the front desk. Um, so I didn't have a huge job to begin with. I just started with helping to get caught up on billing, um, answering the phones some, you know, once or twice in the e uh, week in the evenings. Um, just I started small, but I was so drawn to the work. I I had no idea prior how much I loved that kind of thing because I. I thrive on organization. I, I just love numbers. Um, and so I kind of I swept in there and, and started grabbing more. And before I knew it, I was full time there. And I, I was it. I was the contact person. I was doing all the billing. Um, I was at the desk every evening. And... Um, so, so it be, so it began. Yeah. And now fast forward to today and you are full-time on salary with health insurance. And while that's, that's the dream, I dream of the day when I can have full-time employees with benefits at my studio. Like yeah. that sounds amazing. And uh, there's more benefits. I, oh, and you also get paid vacation, right? Yes. And um, there, you know, I would like to 
actually one of my goals for this year was to do some sort of a, you know, uh, like a, like a 401k or something like that. But then COVID happened and kind of derailed me a little bit. But yes, our goal is always to do more for our employees. Yeah. Um, Kathy um, makes it really easy to want to do right by her because she's Mm. just, she is rock solid. And I, I could not do this without Kathy. I mean, she's my right hand man. The funny thing is, um, she is the face of the studio right now. I'm sitting here in in my office at the studio. Kathy's at home today doing this podcast. The phone rang about an hour ago. And I normally don't even answer the phone. But for some reason, I was like, well, maybe it's important. So I answered it. And they said, is Kathy there? And I said, no, she's not. Um, this is Robin. Can I help you? And they were like, no, only Kathy can help that's probably for the best because she, if had she said yes, she would have told me her problem and I would have been like, I don't know. I, 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 you have to talk. But she, that's that's I, awesome. Yeah, she enables me to do my job and she handles all that stuff on the front lines. It's fantastic. That's beautiful. So how have you guys negotiated or managed the relationship as dance parent and employee employer? Like that, I know a lot of studio owners are really hesitant to reach out to dance parents to hire them on as staff because they don't want, you know, the parent to come on the on the other side of things to see, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. So how have you guys managed that and kept it clean, so to speak? We got rid of Ashley. We, <laughs> we got rid of the daughter. No, we didn't get rid of her. She, got, <laughs> she grew up. That's so. right. But I will say, um, and in my position now, and I am no longer a dance mom, um, now I'm a dance grandmom. (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) But um, uh, what we tend to do at EMC is we, we know the people that we are bringing on before we bring them in. Before we invite them into the inner circle, we know these parents. Um, and I feel like Robin did that with me. I feel like she she had a pretty good grasp of who I was before mm-hmm. she invited me to do more. Um, and yes, I started out as a dance mom, but my person personality is such that it, it it didn't, um, it didn't conflict. Mm. And Robin, what did you see in Kathy that demonstrated that to you, that she wasn't going to cause drama or have conflicts? Well, I think the most important thing that I always see in people that I want to bring on my team is a, is an enthusiasm for what we're doing at EMC. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just the fact that she wanted to be a class mom, she wanted to put rhinestones on t-shirts she wanted to make crock pots and she wanted to you know solve problems for dancers and help them do their hair and and make um i don't know make signs or whatever we were doing she was like or a lot of times she would just come with ideas that i didn't even ask for just Mm. to make the whole situation better you know like hey i want to be involved that that initiative that she put forth 
I think really was the most important thing. And then you start looking and you're like, okay, well, maybe there's a mutual need that could be filled. You know, you could have some tuition credit and I can have some help at the front desk and it's not going to be, you know, a line item on my budget, so to speak. So um, it, it started in that regard where it was kind of a trade. And um, I do remember, it's funny, Kathy, because you said you are a naturally very organized person. And I think at first when you were part-time, when you, on the days that you weren't there, if somebody came to the front desk and said, I need a clarification on my bill or something, I would make a little note and like stick it on a pile. And you said to me once, you said, if I'm going to keep this job and if I'm going to you know, grow with this job, we've got to do something about that pile. <laughs> You were like, Robin, Robin loves little notes. <laughs> but I, this is so funny because I feel like I've had this exact conversation with my administrative staff as well. They're like, you've, you've got to take that, see that pile on your desk. There's probably important stuff in there. You got to take care of that. Yeah. Well, I still give you a pile, but now I think that it, it makes more sense. And, um, our system is just very much different now. Yeah, yeah. Our system is so different. And uh, we don't go very long without touching base with each other. So mm -hmm. if there is a note, um, and Robin, I noticed that you're putting the notes in the little slot that I labeled messages for Kathy. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> that That is... That goes to show, and I think a lot of others, a lot of student owners have this issue, and I certainly did, where you feel like you have to have all of these systems in place before you bring somebody on in this role, and you absolutely don't. This person that you bring on can create these systems, or the systems can develop along with the role, and that way they take more ownership in what it is that they're doing. So do you feel, Kathy, like by creating some of these systems, you, you have more pride almost in what you're doing? Um, yes. Plus it works for me. Right. Um, when you first come on, you don't, you don't plan on changing everything immediately. You, you plan on just getting in there and seeing what's currently in place and tweaking as you go. Um, I, I feel like the changes I've made have been subtle. I mean, mm -hmm. if you compare, uh, I don't, 16 years ago when I started, it's, probably looks very different because our systems have changed. But I feel like the things I have added and tweaked have been just just a slow migration. And, and again, we have changed systems several times. So I completely own them. There was no, nothing set prior to starting these different systems. And so when, when we brought a new system in, it was all me. And, and think about it in 2003, like computers weren't our sole method of working. We had yeah, a wow. flipboard with the, the money in sheet where every time, and people were bring yes. checks. Yeah. Remember checks? <laughs> yeah. And we'd fill out, you know, the code <laughs> and the date and the name and the amount and the check number. And we'd clip it onto the thing. And then somebody would have to stamp the checks and take them to the bank. And now everything's auto pay. And, um, but specifically, I think one of the most, um, one of the most impactful systems that we've put into place, at least from my perspective, is our Monday admin meeting and our weekly report. Yes. 
That has been so fantastic. We started that, what, three or four years ago, and really without fail, we don't miss more than one or two weeks in a row, Um, but typically every Monday, admin gets together and, and we talk about what's coming up, what needs attention, um, any students that might need some special attention, any classes we need to re, um, to promote everything. Um, everything is discussed on a weekly basis. It's so important to have that specific scheduled time to do that because I know like in the day-to-day, you see your employees, but you might not necessarily talk about specific issues that need to be addressed in passing, you know, because it's always like coming and going and <laughs> you don't have that time to sit down and talk about, you know, important, important topics that need to be addressed. So I think that Monday meeting is so important. That's awesome. Yeah. And Kathy, um, over the years, uh, we've developed this worksheet that she uses for e- to kind of lead each meeting. Mm-hmm. And it has different sections like student issues. So if a teacher says, hey, I'm worried about Mary, she seems to be withdrawn. She's had some absences. She's in the back. She might be a flight risk. Something might be going, you know, we can put that on um, the, the weekly report and we, it's brought to our attention and we know that we can address it. Um, other student issues might be, you know, we're, we're struggling with so-and-so, just student issues. Then we've got a section for staff issues. We've got uh, facility issues. So, oh, there's a leak in such and such a studio because we live in a hundred year old building. So um, what else? Uh, oh, our numbers. So we know- The whole financial- section, which is nice because Robin, that keeps you in the loop, I feel like. And um, in that financial section, we have a list of how many private lessons we offered, um, how many outstanding accounts that we have, which is always nice for me because on a weekly basis, that's a number that I need to have right in front of me. Like, oh, that's right. We need to get on these, these families, maybe their auto pay didn't go through. Um, so the financial section, Robin, I feel like it keeps you in the loop and it's nice to have Jamie, our, our HR girl in the loop. And it, it is, it's my weekly to-do list. Yeah. So our, the format of our meeting is usually we try to take a couple minutes at first just to catch up personally and, and shoot the breeze. And sometimes like a half an hour and we're like, oh my God, we're still talking <laughs> about our personal life. So, but that's a kind of a testament. I mean, from a, I don't know, from a administrative uh, perspective, that's a horrible way to run a meeting. But because <laughs> we're all very close, um, we feel like it's really important that we can connect in that way. And then we get right to the agenda and the agenda really keeps us in place. And then at the end of the, um, the worksheet, you've got our numbers. So each class is listed individually, not class, but like um, each um, like, like program. Right, like creative, a creative movement and rhythm class for three to four-year-olds. Instead of each one being listed separately, it's like how many three to four-year-olds do we have across yeah. them? And we can see, oh my God, we're losing a lot of, three and four-year-olds or, Mm -hmm. you know, gymnastics for seven-year-olds is really looking weird. So we can, and we can see who's coming in, who's coming out. And then at the very end, it's an actual list of who names, like, 
you know, Marsha Brady just enrolled in theater or, you know, Bobby Brady just unenrolled from tumble tags. And we even have a, a thing that says good loss or bad loss. Mm-hmm. And um, we can kind of categorize it like, well, it's, it was a bad loss because that was a really good student and a really good family, but they were moving and there's nothing we can do about that. Right. So it puts us in, it puts things into perspective in the sense that, you know, is there something we could have done to have changed this outcome? Well, no, we couldn't have because they're moving. Um, whereas if someone is leaving to go to our competitor studio up the road, that might be something that we're going to look at now. And we're going to be like, well, wh- where did we go wrong? Is it something that mm-hmm. we could have done differently or is it just not a good match for this family? Right, exactly. And I think that that ties into our, our member vault bonus content, which I'll plug for this month for December, is an enrollment and drop tracking uh, spreadsheet that I created that that looks at all of those th- all of those numbers in a more detailed view. Um, so Kathy, if you're, I actually want you to take a look at this because she oh, yeah. an Excel spreadsheet and you plug in the numbers once and then you switch to another view and it tells you like how it, it please explain Casey. <laughs> it, um, you, you add the numbers for how many students were added to each class and how many students were dropped from each class each month on a monthly basis. And then it gives you the percentage of, okay, how many, what percent of Miss Elise's students dropped this year? So you can look at, at, at it from by teacher, by age group, by program, and by style. So you can see like, oh, we're losing a lot of kids in the month of, and it does it on a timeline as well. So you can see we're losing, we're losing a lot of kids in January, or we're losing a lot of kids from gymnastics, or we're losing a lot of kids ages six to eight. So you can kind of understand better, you know, where those drops are happening and, and what the trends of your enrollment throughout the year. Yeah, that sounds like it would be so helpful. It, it sounds like our attrition report on steroids. Yeah, yes, and it even, makes, it even makes graphs and charts for you. I love graphs and charts. Me too. <laughs> Good. You, do you love Excel also, Kathy? Um, I am not huge. I, I don't have a, a big need for it, but I do appreciate it. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. Awesome. So let's talk about um, our sales process, Kathy, because I think that that's really kind of a place that um, we focus on every day and takes up a lot of our time, but we both have very clear and distinct separate roles that kind of click together in the right way. We really do. And um, I feel like you couldn't eliminate either one of us. I feel like your job is to market, market, market. And then you usually like forward them on to me if they haven't called the studio directly, if they haven't emailed the website directly, then they're emailing you and you're forwarding it on to me. And I take it from there. I start by asking them questions. What are you looking for? What have you previously tried? And then I tell them a little bit about our program. Um, if at all possible, I can talk, I talk to them on the phone because I feel like there's just no voice inflection through email. And I just want them to know we're, we're a happy, friendly place that has our act together. Mm -hmm. Um, 
one, one huge help for us is we offer free trial lessons and that usually gets them in the door. And quite often it's without anything we've done uh, other than marketing. So usually Robin's got the marketing going. Um, they investigate us. They see the link for the free trial. And then I, I see that they're to show up tonight at five o'clock and I'm ready for them. And then we have a whole, whole system in place when they walk through the door. Yeah, so you give them a tour and um, they get to observe the class either through the viewing window or um, on the TV. And then at the end of the class, you follow up and you probably give them our glossy packet or something and then encourage them to um, register online when they get home, right? Yes, yeah. They come in. Um, I try to be as warm and friendly as I can. I usually give them a tour of the studio because it's quite big. And I hear that on almost every tour that, wow, this place is so much bigger than it looks on the outside. And we have a building that is a hundred years old with lots of history that I happen to know. And I tell them all about that. I tell them about the history of EMC. Um, and then we get them settled in, in the parents lounge right before class starts. I give the student what we call a golden ticket. Um, and this golden ticket, we make a big deal about the golden tickets and the little kids love it because, you know, it's the whole Charlie and the Chocolate Factory thing like, oh, OK. And I say, you're going to give this to your instructor when you go into class. And what that does is it lets our instructor know that this is a trial student. Um, and often these are three and four year old little ones that don't, they don't always say their name clearly. So on the back of this ticket, it has their information filled out, what their, their name is and that they're a trial. So the instructor already knows two things, that they're a trial and that, and what their name is. And then there is a spot for the instructor on the back of these golden tickets to fill out how the child did during class. Um, they did great. They participated the whole time or they were very shy to begin with, but eventually joined in the class. And so I can use these notes with my follow-up. So we, we don't do hard sell. When the, when the child comes out of class, I am very excited for them. Did you have fun? And, and at this point, it's really between the child and the parent um, the mom is not focused on me anymore. She's focused on her little one coming out of class and how did you like it? Um, I do present them with our glossy folder. It's got all kinds of information in it and a uh, single page about the class they just tried and then they go. And then I use the notes on the back of the golden ticket to follow up Thank you so much for coming in tonight. The teacher said she did great once she warmed up. You know, just try to make it a personal touch when I do a follow-up. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a nice tight system that we have. And then you put the, the lead into pipe drive. Yes, and then it travels through pipe drive. <laughs> and then it, if, you, if they don't register online in the next day or two, you follow up. And you keep notes in pipe drive. And I don't know if 
our listeners are familiar with Pipedrive, but it's a software for sales and you know managing your leads. So you can literally move the cont- the lead from this column came in for a trial to this column waiting to register to this column to registered or whatever the path may be. That's awesome. Yeah. And does the child take that golden ticket home with them? They do not. Okay. And, um, they don't. They seem to be okay about that because honestly, it is just a goldenrod colored cardstock paper. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think once they hand it off to the instructor, they've forgotten about it. But so. it also, what, else, what else is cool about that is it gives them a face-to-face interaction with the instructor. So imagine oh. a three-year-old now has to walk up to the instructor and say, here's my golden ticket. So it gives the instructor that, not that, I mean, we would, as studio owners, you know, of course, we would want our instructors to make that connection with the student, but sometimes right. it's hecticness yeah. at the start of a class that can slip through the cracks or it could be less impactful than is ideal. So by having that child, you know, have to go to the, the teacher and make that contact, it just kind of, I don't know, seals the deal a little bit. The teacher's like, oh, everybody, let's say hi to Mary, you know, and, mm-hmm. and kind of boost, you know, kind of pushes that along a little bit. Yeah, that's brilliant. I love that. What a simple and effective idea. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I haven't thought of that. <laughs> so then um, uh, once they register, Kathy takes care of all the money uh, it, or the negotiating of the bill. And, and the you know, there's a lot of fees involved in dance, whether it's costume fee, performance fee, company fee, you know, all that. So Kathy, honestly, uh, Kathy and I sit and work it all out in the summer for the upcoming year. But once it's worked out, I don't even think about it. And when people want to talk about money, I always say, you have to talk to Kathy. And there's, there are several benefits to that. One is, I don't want to say the wrong thing. I don't want to make a mistake. And then someone says to Kathy, Robin said the performance fee was this. And, and, Kathy's like, well, that was last year and Robin forgot, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be responsible for any type of mistakes. Um, So I just don't even talk about money, but also I don't want to be the person that they associate with parting with their money. Right. They see me, I want them to associate me with, I'm giving them something. Mm -hmm. I'm either giving them instruction, I'm giving them compliments, I'm giving them um, a DVD that was included in their tuition. Val- valuable community building experiences. And yeah, absolutely. I don't, or I'm walking around backstage with a tray of chocolates and right. giving them hugs, kisses, high fives, whatever. But I don't want to be that face where they see me and they're like, oh my God, here she comes. I would rather them be like, oh, here comes something good. Right. And, and I'm not, that's not to say that Kathy is the bad guy because Kathy is the nicest, warmest, friendliest face at the front desk that you could want as a studio owner. And she's very likable and she's very calm and easy to talk to. And she's able to explain things very clearly. Um, I think that she's equally liked by the children and the adults in the room. But uh, so she can handle all that and, and she can really diffuse a stressed out situation with a mom. If someone doesn't understand the, the, every once in a while, I'll try. Like if I work the desk on Saturday, so every once in a while, somebody will come in and be like, I don't understand this. And I'm like, okay, well I'll try. So you don't have to wait till Monday. And I always regret it. It's like, (laughs) 
Kathy can do a much better. And then I'll have to call Kathy and be like, Kathy, I just made it worse. <laughs> Kathy, I got it all confused. I said the wrong thing. Now they're holding me to the wrong thing. And oh, I got everybody all confused. So I let Kathy do all of that. It's a good one. Uh, just side note, I love that you're there most Saturdays um, just to stay in touch. Yeah. With your, your business. Yeah. So Kathy's schedule is kind of great for her. She works uh, 12 hours on Monday. She works nine to nine on Monday. Holy cow. But then don't, don't feel sorry for me. It was my choice and I absolutely love my Mondays. Oh, we just get everything done. It's quiet during the day. We have our admin meeting and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, she works three to nine and then she has all Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nice. Well, I would, um, I, you know, in a perfect world, that would be true. But, you know, in our business, if we don't, if we don't respond to an inquiry in a timely manner, they're going down the road 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. So, so all the extra hours that I put in are just spontaneous from home. Yeah. Yeah. So, so she'll work from home on the weekend, but she does, she does take a lot of adventures on the weekend that I get to hear about on Mondays. Ooh, fun. <laughs> So what was the next thing that we were going to talk about? Uh, well, I'm, I'm curious about how that transition went. Cause Robert, I imagine before Kathy, you were handling all the billing and you were handling all of those conversations with parents. So how did you let go of that? Because Kathy did a better job. <laughs> okay. And I think that as, as business owners, we need to, it's, it's not important to me that I ace our billing system. That's not the best use of my time. And that's not important to me. And I'm not a micromanager and I'm not the kind of person that has to be the best at everything. And I, and I, my husband, I'll tell you, I am a know-it-all, but I, I, my business, I don't think that I, I come up, I don't think that I'm a know-it-all. Like I know that Carrie is better at teaching ballet than I am at this point in my life. You know what I mean? Kathy is much better at the billing than I will be. You know, Dave is much better at the bookkeeping and every, the, my job is not to be the best at everything. It is mm -hmm. to hire people that are the best I can find to do each job and yes. then to kind of keep everybody motivated and um, make everyone feel loved and appreciated and make sure that the machine is churning. Mm -hmm. That's my job. So it was not hard for me to pass that off to Kathy at all. I also realized that it, too many cooks in the kitchen were spoiling the pot. Yes, we, yeah, you have to be careful of that syndrome. But you know, when I first started, we just had dance mm. and, and you were doing a lot of it, of the bill, you know, following up with bills and everything. Um, but then we added gymnastics and art and music, whether you wanted to give it up or not you you didn't have time for all that anymore and um someone had to do the marketing yeah yeah because if you're not feeding the bottom and and constantly bringing in new leads then you're eventually going to dry up mm -hmm. so i and i like marketing so i felt like that was the most the best use of my time and not just external marketing but internal marketing as well and making sure that um i mean my job i say it at the pulo center is when, when we do our big shows, my job is handshakes, hugs, and high fives. And my job is to make everybody feel 
good about the experience. And that's kind of like my job on a regular day. I need to make sure my team are happy, make sure my, my students are happy, and make sure the parents are happy. And I've said this before, that's the biggest challenge that we're having as a business right now is not having the parents in the building. Right. Because right. I can't keep my finger on their pulse if they're not allowed in here. Yeah. And, you know, at the beginning of this pandemic, everyone was like, oh, you can just Zoom call them and you can just email them. And we have all this technology. People have technology fatigue. They yes. don't want to do another Zoom call. They don't want to read another email. People are trying to put their phones down and walk away. And I think that we, I'm bringing back the meeting, the in-person meeting. We're just going <laughs> to spread out the chairs. Love <laughs> it. Ask if you want. So anyway. All right. Well, let's take a quick break right here and then we will be right back. Are you looking for a new way to streamline your business and simplify your life? We use Kajabi in our dance studios to help us stay organized, streamlined, and to save us money. Kajabi is an all-in-one platform with everything right at your fingertips. There's no need for multiple programs. Your email provider, web hosting services, automation, landing page, sales cart, and so much more are all in one place. With everything in one program, you can save hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year. Get rid of all those programs and platforms that collectively cost you way more than what you would pay for a year in Kajabi. You can start your membership site or create new products to have a passive stream of income in your business. Go to dancestudioownerconnect.com slash Kajabi to learn more and to start your free trial. Again, it's dancestudioownerconnect.com slash K-A-J-A-B-I to start your free trial today. All right, we are back with Kathy Robbins, billing and front desk manager at her studio. And um, I think we want to talk about now how you guys handle difficult situations with parents. So Kathy, are you on the front line of that scenario? And then when does it, when do you transition it to, to Robin? And how do you know it's time to escalate to Robin dealing with something? Um, I am definitely typically on the front line. Um, some of our longer staying families go directly to Robin and that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad they do. But um, usually the people who don't have not had a chance to have a relationship with Robin, I'm the one that they, they come to. Um, and I, I know Robin well enough at this point that I know what I can say and do for these families, depending on what the issue is. Recently, we had a mom that was absolutely stunned to realize that there were no uh, dance classes in December because they had just joined, not in time to make it into the holiday show. And mm. so she had these two girls that each took two classes a week, one gymnastics and one dance. And um, boy, she was hot. She was hot. And I actually had to pause before I started dealing with her. And um, I feel like by the time I was done with her, she absolutely loved us. Um, <laughs> that's, we just that's magical power. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> I just, I just, you know, we can offer since we do group classes, you know, you feel 
our MO is always to make them feel like they got the most for their money. Um, that, that what they paid, they got the same value out of it. Um, so if we have to give them a class here or there, you know, just a bonus class, why don't you come to gymnastics this week? Great. We can do that. All of a sudden they have changed their attitude from being mad at us to being excited that we are giving them something else. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just nosy and I'm like, what just happened with that parent? Yes. <laughs> so our, our areas, our work areas, Robin and Ma in the front desk is only separated by a wall and you can actually hear almost everything going on in either direction. And so, yeah, she'll, or if I need to vent, like if it was a tough, tough situation and I need to vent afterward, I, I sneak back to Robin's office and, and we whisper about what just took place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but when, so you had said that some of the, um, the, some people go directly to me and that would be normally probably dance company families, like the older dance company families. And yes. really that's fine because what they're coming to me about isn't usually um, scheduling conflicts or they're coming to me about legit things. Like, is this the direction that I need to go in to reach my goals? Like, what if I want to be a ballerina? Is this the right program for me? Or, you know, which intent, you know, the more meatier things that maybe Kathy doesn't feel comfortable talking about because she doesn't have a dance background or she's, she doesn't really deal with curriculum. Um, she deals with, you know, the stuff that happens at the front desk, but let's talk briefly in our last couple of minutes, just about some of the other tasks that you do, because they're so like, and we don't have to go deep into each one, but for those studio owners that are thinking, what would I give my front desk person? Like you coordinate the, the families that clean our studio. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. We have teams um, and they are all work study based and they, you know, we have a list of what they're to do each week. And then I apply a work study credit uh, at the end, toward the end of the month. Um, many other things. We start out the year with creating a calendar um, and that over the last several years has fallen solely on me, I feel like, and I, I think I just took it from you, Robin. <laughs> and uh, so I'll set up the calendar. Um, I need to set up a whole tuition chart system. Um, you help a lot with the brochure. So even the, our, our, our big studio brochure, which has so much information in it, um, you know, every year, instead of reinventing the wheel, we just have to update all of the particulars that would change for the new year. So you, um, it used to be that I was very involved in that and I've kind of stepped away and Kathy deals directly with the designer. So instead of me micromanaging that whole thing, Kathy, Kathy and I just, all I need to tell Kathy is, Aquamarines are now going to have six hours instead of five and a half, and their hourly rate is going to be X instead of Y. And then she can turn all of that information. Here's the schedule for Aquamarines. Here's the schedule for Diamonds. She can take all that information and tell it to the designer who puts it into the brochure. Who and then it gets you know on the website and this and that. Yes. What else do I do? Oh. I manage the music program. I coordinate 
all the uh, instructors, they're all one-on-one lessons. So I have to make sure the instructors know their schedule on a day-to-day or week-by-week uh, schedule. Um, uh, what else? Um, well, the um, things, we, we market a lot of things on um, Facebook. So... Um, for example, we might say, oh, we're having December tune-up classes. And I'm talking about it in our Facebook group. And I'll say, if you want to register, comment here. And then Kathy has to keep an eye on Facebook. And then she sees that, oh, Haley wants to do the Tuesday, Thursday classes. So Kathy just puts her in. And the whole thing with that is we're just trying to make it so easy for the families to register for things. They're scrolling through Facebook and the Chick-fil-A line and they're like, oh, Haley, do you want to do the December classes? Yeah, I do. All right, Kathy, put her in. It's done. So that's that's a, a big one for us. Yeah. And uh, we have 800 to 1,000 registrations every year um, at any given time. And that that's a lot to maintain. Yeah. Um, so that that's the bulk of my job. And you decorate just, for the holidays today. I came in and there oh, was <laughs> holiday stuff out. I was glad to see that she orders uh, the office supplies and um, you know anything that we need for the studio. She'll place the order. Um, she just does a lot of things. You probably do things I don't even know that you do. I'm I'm sure there's things you don't even realize. <laughs> But it all works. We we all know our job around there. And um, if there's any doubt of who's taking care of what, it's, it's just a quick conversation at our admin meeting. And um, one of us picks it up. Yeah. I think that if you are a, a, a young studio owner or a new studio owner and you want your business to grow and to scale, you have to have somebody managing your office. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you can't, you should not, I say this all the time, you cannot steer your ship if you're swabbing your deck. And that's not to say that what Kathy's doing is not important. It's so essential. Um, she's, you know, keeping everything running smoothly while I'm thinking of the next big thing. Right, right. You can't focus on big picture and, and the future when you're so bogged down in the, in the details and the nitty gritty of what's going on right now. You need somebody to take that off your plate. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, Robin, you are very lucky to have a Kathy in your life. We all need a Kathy. (laughs) I'm very grateful not only to have her on our team, but I consider her my friend. And um, she and I laugh pretty hard together and um, lament about things together. And we've been- Occasionally cry. (laughs) We've been through, we've seen each other through a lot of things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to have that in your life. Yeah. Well, Kathy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such a treat to to peek inside the behind the scenes of of the rest of Robin's life. (laughs) Thank you so much for inviting me on today. Before we go, we want to share our something that's made our hearts happy. So Kathy, what's something that's made your heart happy in the last week or so? Oh, this. um, So. At our studio, there's not a lot of people in there right now. We've tried to keep it low traffic. And um, I realized the other day when I witnessed something I had previously taken for granted is, you know, I do try to sell new new people on our programs. However, what I 
didn't really realize until the other day is um, other parents sitting in the parents' lounge also sell our program. Yeah. I had, I had a newbie come in and she was just sitting there watching her daughter try a class um, through our monitor system. And she just started chatting or I, I don't know who reached out first to another mom who was there as well. And um, they just chatted it up. You would have thought they were friends to begin with, but they did not know each other. And, and I just, it just felt so good because it felt so normal mm. to, to have kind of help selling our program. Yeah. That's, yeah. I miss That's beautiful. All right, Robin, how about you? So this week we did our holiday celebration performance. Well, we're, we're in the process of, of doing it in a, a reimagined way this year, of course. So we rented a smaller theater and we had our older dancers come one group at a time, maybe two groups total each night. And we filmed it on a stage with um, no audience. And we, it was a totally different experience than live performance. And we were really trying to focus on teaching the kids different lessons. So, you know, in a live performance, it's, um, it's rehearse, 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 rehearse. You get one chance to do it right. Right. With the filming, it's like, all right, we're going to do this section. Okay. That was okay. Let's do it again. And let's do, let's clean up this one part. Okay, good. It was okay, but I think we can do better. Let's do it again. Right. And, and all of the, so it wasn't like just filming a live performance. It was done in little snippets with different camera angles and that kind of thing. And my son, Nick, is going to put all that together. How fun. Yeah. That's exciting. What about um, you? So I got to the studio this morning and there was a card sitting on the front desk for me. And it was from my hip hop teacher. And it was just a thank you card that said, um, you know, happy Thanksgiving. And thank you for everything that you've done for me. I don't know where I'd be without you. And thank you for like, and it was just so sweet because she used to be my student and now she's my employee. And I feel like we've gone through a lot together. And it was just so nice, like a totally unprompted little thank you card that just warmed my heart so much. It just goes to show you, it doesn't take very much effort to make someone's day. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you again, Kathy, for joining us today. And we will be back next time with another interview with someone on Robin's team. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye. -bye.